All right, thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, and we eliminate this Lane Kiffin coverage for Jake Wimberly and the Egg Bowl. Uh, Jake, tell people where they can hear your stuff, what you're doing these days. Yeah, obviously uh, on the uh, ever-burning social media platform, Twitter, at Jake Wim, and, of course, uh, we're on ESPN 105.9 The Zone in Jackson. If you're in the Jackson metro area, two-thirds of the state, basically central Mississippi, you can get us on the FM dial. 1059.com or should be 105 105.9 the zone and of course ESPN the zone 1059.com on the stream so you can take us anywhere we do obviously a lot of like what you guys are doing a lot of college football we're fixing to transition to a little basketball a lot of coaching searches so we're there and then of course the podcast just search Jake Wimberly on uh, the Jake Wimberly show on uh, Apple iTunes as uh, we're there as well so a little bit everywhere yeah, and I tell um, my boss all the time that um, Locked On needs a Mississippi State host and um, because, you know, I think you would be perfect, Jake, but hey, do what you need to do, man. Hey, we'll, uh, we'll talk about that. We'll, we'll talk about that in another meeting. Yeah, seriously. Anyway, let's move on to the game. What are the, what are the headlines from the Mississippi State perspective on this game? Finish strong. Um, do something you haven't done all year, which is play well on the road. I mean, if you look at Mississippi State, I mean, they did play okay at Arizona. Um, you know, the second week of the season, but at LSU really kind of, you know, fell off the wagon in the second half. When you look at the Kentucky game, they didn't play good. Alabama, they didn't play good. They just haven't been a good road team this year. And, you know, that's that's not good for Mississippi State. Uh, headed on the road to, to uh, you know, an Ole Miss uh, tip program that obviously has a lot of questions outside the line, so to speak. But, uh, you know, we know a team that kind of looking their wounds, coming back off, off trying to pick up them, themselves off the mat after the uh, Arkansas game. So I think it's about consistency, playing well. And then, of course, I think when you look at, um, you know, can, can Will Rogers continue to get better and better and better. He's going to be back next year. You want to see this offense perform at a high level, and I think that's the two biggest stories is consistency and being able to play play well on the road. Yeah, is there any pressure mounting on Mike Leach over the last two years? Is this game taking on some additional importance because this could be three in a row? I think there is something to that. Now, you do, do I think he's going to get fired? No. Do no. I think that the, the, the heat may – you know, ratchet up a little bit? Absolutely. I mean, if you look at Mike Leach, he was, I think he only won one game against Washington when he was at Washington State. He's 0-2 against Lane Kiffin in the Egg Bowl. So, for whatever reason, he has not fared well in these rivalry games. So, you know, Mississippi State's going to punch a ticket to a 13th straight bowl. That is something you can hang your hat on. But when you look at, uh, you know, missed opportunities against LSU, missed opportunities against Kentucky, and then if they were to drop three in a row to Ole Miss, yeah, I think that definitely adds some pressure to him. Yeah. And and this was a brutal schedule this year, playing Georgia and Alabama. I mean, the year three Mike Leak magic was kind of stunted by the schedule makers. So next year, it might be a year four type Mike, Mike Leach um, emergence, leaving Georgia off the schedule. Now, you talk about Will Rogers, the running game this year. Has Mississippi State actually run the ball more this year? Um, because everybody's talking about that. Yeah, statistically, I think if you look, and I don't hold me to this, if you look, depending on how they finish this coming up week, they'll be a little, they'll be as far as carries for the season, they'll they'll go across what they did last year, but not by a lot. Now, certain games they've they've dedicated themselves to the run game, um, so it you know they've got two backs that are capable. It just it depends on you know uh, down and distance, all that situation type stuff. But Leach, you know, in certain games has, in certain games he's gone totally away from it. Against Alabama, he went totally away from it. Um, you know, against Georgia, tried to run the ball a little bit in the first half. So I think it's been more, you know, a product of the, the week and the opponent. But they have in certain certain areas uh, committed more to the run. Yeah. 
It should be interesting because everybody, you know, that became a storyline for a while with Mike Leach, especially him being like the the air raid standard. You know, other coaches that run the ball more, you kind of get kicked out of that air raid club that Mike Leach is in charge of. Now, what are we missing in this game? What, what, what do I need to pay attention to in this game? You know, Mississippi State's got a pretty darn good defense. I mean, it's it's not a Alabama-Georgia come-off-the-bus type defense, but it's a pretty salty defense. And so I think if Mississippi State can, um, you know, take something away from that Arkansas game, maybe kind of, you know, stime that Ole Miss running game, I think the defense could could keep Mississippi State in this game and then make it difficult on Ole Miss. They've played pretty darn well in the secondary. Um, they've been able to kind of button up some things over last year. They led the conference in 40-plus uh, yard, yard plays in the air, which is not something you want to be number one in. So, you know, their defense for Mississippi State has been pretty darn good this year and, and made it tough on opponents. I mean, obviously, again, it's not Alabama, it's not Georgia. But I think defensively there, and then, of course, you look at Mississippi State, the kicking game, if it comes down to a kicking game uh, scenario, Mississippi State is not favored in that. It, you know, for whatever reason, Mike Leach has not been able to find a legitimate field goal kicker, and that's happened now the last two years. State has been very porous in the kicking game. Yeah, that, that that's kind of an interesting thing. Now, after this game, was after the Egg Bowl's over, what what does the forecast look for Mississippi State? What do you think that's going to happen for Ole Miss in the future? Um, you know, immediately, I think, uh, you know, if you're talking about both programs, I think, you know, they've got to continue to build out their collectives. I think that's becoming more and more. I think we all know that, you know, because everybody's still trying to learn about this. I mean, we've only been mm-hmm. doing this for a year. We've talked a lot about it on my show just because it's a very interesting topic to me on you know, name, image, and likeness, and pay for play, and everything. I think you know Mississippi State, and of course, with John Cohen going to Auburn, that was the big talking point for the last you know several weeks. Is you know he walks out of Mississippi State where he didn't do a whole lot with the collective. Now, obviously, they're working on that in Starkville, but then you look at he walks into Auburn with a collective of over thirteen million dollars. So, I think the biggest storylines is you know what players will you keep because now coaches are going to have to recruit your own play, your own rosters. You're going to have to keep those guys there, keep them happy. And then, obviously, you got to go out with signing day coming up and looking at the calendar here about, what, three and a half weeks, four weeks. So you got the signing day. So, you know, what do these rosters look like next year? Because we saw, you know, with Lane Kiffin at Ole Miss, that roster looked completely different. He was, or for the most part, he was able to do some great things with, you know, transfers coming in. Does Mississippi State have to hit the transfer portal? I think they probably have to in certain areas, possibly on the defensive front. And then when you look at Mississippi State, for all the, you know, smoke and mirrors and an air raid that you're going to see on uh, Thursday, Mississippi State still doesn't have a home run hitting wide receiver, a guy that can take the top off the defense, a guy that, you know, kind of that alpha in the room. They need to go find that as well. Um, you know, as far as Ole Miss, there's a lot of questions that p- potentially could come up over the next week to two weeks. But I still think both programs are in a really solid footing. I mean, especially when you look at what's going on at Texas A&M, you look at what's going on. You know, Arkansas is a nice program. They're going to get Mississippi State or Ole Miss every year, one of the two, and the, the other one's going to get them. So the, the programs are very similar. Um, LSU, the biggest emergence coming out of this year as far as the West, playing for the SEC title game. So, But I still think Mississippi State and Ole Miss are on good, good sound footing, regardless of what happens Thursday night, headed into 2023. Yeah, and seriously, um, what are you hearing on potential bowl um, destinations for Mississippi State? Bowl destinations, uh, Gator Bowl possibly. You know, you look at uh, Music City Bowl, kind of kind of in that mid-tier bowl. Obviously, they're not going to be good enough to punch a ticket to a New Year's six-day game. Possibly, get, but Gator keeps coming up. Mississippi State's been in the Gator several times. But I, I would assume it's going to be Gator, Music City, one of those one of those types of bowl. Outback, Florida, you know, be down there around you somewhere. And, uh, okay. You know, somewhere in that Florida area, probably. 
Yeah, and if Ole Miss wins the game, I think they're pretty much locked into the Citrus. Although Vandy could beat Tennessee, legitimately beat Tennessee, in a conversation we would not dare have seven days ago. No. And and then all of a sudden Tennessee could end up in the Citrus Bowl and I could throw a wrench in the um, SEC playoff plans because it's a shame what happened to Hendon Hooker and my Joe Milton jokes. They're they're locked and loaded and I'm ready to go for Wednesday night on my um, SEC After Dark show. There you go. No, you're yeah. right. I don't think it, that Vanderbilt situation – and look, props to them. And those guys have played hard. And to get back-to-back SEC wins for the first time in a number of years, um, boy, if they could beat Tennessee and get to a bowl game, that would be, that'd be unbelievable. Yeah, absolutely. Clark Lee's done a heck of a job. Anyway, Jake, give me a game prediction on this game. Game prediction on this game. I am going to lean home team on this just a little bit. I, I like Ole Miss. You know, State could win the ball game, but I like Ole Miss to win a close ball game. You know, if, it, if it's going to be rainy, it's going to be wet and nasty. I mean, they, you know, we'll see what happens as far as the weather. I like Ole Miss to win the game somewhere around 30, 30 to 24, touchdown to three points. I think, you know, Vegas probably has this thing right. Edge home team. <laughs> Until Mike Leach can show that he can win, win one of these games, particularly on the road. State hasn't been a great road team this year. you got a hedge home team. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking 27-24 Ole Miss on this one. And next year's Egg Bowl becomes just a grudge match. That that is No matter what happens, this could be a uh, – next year could be a 2009 Dan Mullen first-year type Egg Bowl. Um, yeah. that, that is my prediction for this game. It very well could. All right. Um, thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen today. For your second listen today, check out the Locked On Sports Today. It's from the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports. Go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with the local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. It's Locked On Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. Jake, thank you very much, and um, always good to have you on the show, man. Hey, I appreciate you as always. We'll talk soon. All right. Later. Thanks. Thank you.